The podcast is back. The podcast is back. Hey, everybody. This is just another White Guys podcast. I'm Dustin Jones. Happy to have you along for the ride one more time. So this podcast was going to be a little bit different when I was going through the initial planning stages. I was going to do some uh, pro football talk, some NFL talk at the uh, the top of the show. Uh, kind of go over week one, all the stuff that happened, and um, you know, his, NFL's back, and it's uh, you know, I'm I'm a big sports guy, and there was a lot to talk about. But uh, as I got to thinking about it, uh, my sister Heather is going to be having surgery. In fact, uh, as of this. Uh, being uploaded and delivered to your devices on this lovely Tuesday. Um, she will be in pre-op uh, for that surgery. And I decided that uh, instead of rehashing all the hot takes that everyone else is going to have on the internet uh, about NFL and how Aaron Rodgers was amazing last night after getting hurt in the first in the first half and leading them back against the Bears on Sunday Night Football and the Pittsburgh, Brown, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Browns tying, Seahawks stinking out the joint – Rehashing all that stuff, I decided that I would table NFL talk, and uh, there's countless podcasts that you can go get that. But what uh, you can't get anywhere else is the conversation that uh, I have with uh, with my sister Heather. And over the years, we haven't always had the best relationship. We're about two years apart, and we fought a lot when we were kids, and we fought a lot when we were teenagers, and we fought a lot when I was in high school. And after our parents got divorced, we often... Uh, didn't live in the same house, and when we did, didn't always go that well. Uh, as time has gone on, um, we've both matured and gotten better about it. I would imagine if we spent too much time together, and I think she would agree, if we spent too much time together, we would probably start to get at each other's throats. But as uh, as I start to look down the barrel of 40, having uh, just had my birthday and, and uh, turning 38, you realize that all the petty shit that uh, that you went through as a kid and how all that stuff doesn't really matter. So I wanted to bring her on and have a conversation. She's self-employed and she's going to be out of work for uh, probably five, six weeks uh, as she recovers from her surgery. So she has um, some postcards and of her original art that she's selling. If you're interested in buying some, I think they're sets of three uh, and they're, I think they're $10. We we talk about it on the podcast. You'll hear it a bit, a little bit later on. If you have any interest in uh, supporting that and buying those cards, or if you want to make a donation of any kind, uh, just get in touch with me and uh, we can get that uh, get that taken care of. But it definitely shines a light on the fact that you know how difficult it is to be self-employed and you know have to take all this time off and have no income. You know she runs a daycare out of her house, so she can't be taking care of little kids after uh, after the surgery that she has and. You know, the the word cancer is going to come up in this show, and it's not fun to talk about. And it's scary, but she's going to come through this with flying colors and get her life back on track. Just make the best of every day. So I hope that uh, I hope that you don't miss the, the not talking about football. There was lots to talk about. Good trash talk, our fantasy football league that uh, I know some of you that listen to this are in. We'll, uh, we'll have plenty of that coming up over the next couple of weeks, but... Anyway, uh, here is a conversation with uh, my sister Heather, and uh, I hope you like it. But first, roll blow.
get old, sister. I know. Well, and when we have an actual schedule that doesn't change all the time. Right. It makes it, it makes a big difference when you get into just a pattern of like, you know, because now when now when I don't work, I my body's mm-hmm. like if I sleep at if I'm still asleep at like 630, my body's like, uh, why are you still in bed? Let's get up. Let's go. Right. I'm like, no. I know. <laughs> Yesterday I got up at, gosh, I think I was up at seven o'clock. And I did the same thing. I was like, all right, I guess I'll get up. And so I got up and then I laid back in bed and I just didn't do anything. I pretty much relaxed all weekend. I got a massage, so that was cool. So yeah, you you talked, uh, you posted on Facebook that you got your first massage. What was that like? Amazing. (laughs) It was, uh, well, so I'm super ticklish, like especially on my side. Right. And I was really nervous about that. And um, she actually started on the front and did like the shoulders and the arms and the legs. Your boobs. And then did the back and <laughs> just above the boobs. She did ask. She's like, so do you want me to avoid any areas, the the chest, the glutes or the feet? Your, ch- your chesticles? <laughs> I was like, I was like, nope, just do it up. Get it done. No, <laughs> do if, you it could, all. if you could please rub me in all the areas. Right. <laughs> it was a girl though, so that was you know, could have been a little bit more fun, but um Whoa. You're, you're, yeah, so it was great. That's what? we live we live in a new we we live in a new time, sister. You you gotta be comfortable with a girl touching you everywhere. Come on now. Well, I mean, I'm I'm just saying it could have been more fun if it was a dude. I probably would have had more jokes. <laughs> like, oh, all right. Well. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta work on your, you gotta work on your joke writing. Then you gotta. This is this is a new time. In, this is a new time and place. This is a this is women's power time. You gotta be able to just like, come on. Don't, don't, remember, this is the first. This don't is the discriminate. First time I've ever been rubbed down like that. So you know, I wasn't really sure protocol. Like, what's okay to joke about? Gotcha. Maybe next time. Maybe next time I'll be a little more comfortable and can make some jokes. So there's a there's a service called Zeal Z E E L, and uh-huh. it's it's a massage service. Like basically, it's an app that you download, and like you subscribe yeah. to this service, and like you will it will connect you with massage therapists that will just come to your house. Huh? And they like bring all their equipment and and like it's like. It's a legitimate thing. Like you're not ordering like a rub and tug, not you know some right. some like uh, some Lith- some Lithuanian chick from that's been brought over and forced to do uh, scandalous things because she owes money. It's not oh like that sort of thing. Uh, but but it's a service that Nikki uses, and uh, a lady will oh. show up and and uh, bring a table and knock out a massage for. Her. So it's a cool service. Yeah, so. it was. It was really nice, and it was a gift from my friend Jessica and her husband Jason, and she was like, it's an early birthday present, and I want you to be able to do it before your surgery, so that was, it, it was really great, and I, mom and Don drove me, so I didn't have to worry about anything, and it was really nice, and I pretty much came home and went to sleep, and just kind of, I've just been trying to, like, hold on to that zen right. <laughs> for the whole weekend, and, and just kind of relax. That's the thing, that's the thing I, I never understood about, like, going to get a massage. Like, if I go somewhere uh-huh. and get massaged and, and get all relaxed like that, the last thing I'd want to yeah. do is then get in a car and drive. Yeah, exactly. Because, like... 
I feel exactly. like I feel like if I, especially like if I have to go through traffic or something like that, I feel like I'm just gonna get tensed. Yeah. I'm just gonna get tensed right Tensed back out up. again. Yep. Yeah. So it was nice having a driver. <laughs> so that's why I recommend that Zeal service. So you just have the app that you can. Yeah, I'll have to check that, that out because it's it was definitely something I'd like to do again. Um, just that, you know. I mean, I guess I didn't realize how tense I was in a lot of areas, but right. You know, with everything I've got going on, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> but it's been a little stressful lately. <laughs> so, so uh, you, you're on the you're on the podcast today. So let's. So should we just yeah. jump into? You want to break down week one of the NFL, or do you want to talk about Beaver football? Which which one do you want to jump into? <laughs> which which one should we well, break down first? You know, okay. Well, since I don't really pay attention to any of it, but I ha- have Facebook, and you can't really get away from it. Right. I will say I'm pretty stoked that the Beavers won their first game. Well, they Am got I their right? they got their first didn't win. They, win? They, they didn't win their first game because right. they played the weekend before, but they got they got killed by Ohio State. But they played uh, their second game on Saturday, and they got the win at home. Okay, good. Well, see, that's exactly what I'm talking. I don't really pay attention, so I just know that they won on Saturday. They did. <laughs> they they won't. They beat a team so, that they beat a team that you've probably never heard of. Who was it? I believe it was Southern Utah University. Yeah, probably not. I just don't pay attention. But it, you know, hey, way to go, Beavs. But they had I have no a- idea what happened with the Ducks. I really, I really just thought this was going to be a joke, and we would move on. But since we're talking about Beaver football, they <laughs> they did have a freshman running back who ran for like 250 yards and had four touchdowns. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. I mean, I know you don't know a lot about football, know, but that's kind of a lot. What I know is that the Beavers lose a lot, and so anytime they win, I'm very proud. Exactly, <laughs> we are. We we're beaver believers. We we like we like to we we're, and we're not interested in winning like Ducks fans are. They they can have their winning and going to big bowl games. They can have that. We'll just we'll, we'll, I'm just proud of any of the teams that win. I'm just like anytime the Beavers win, like it feels especially good because they lose so much. And it's like when they win, it's like yes, I love it. Hey, at least we so. won the at least we won the College World Series in baseball. I mean, that's definitely something to be proud of. And I like baseball, so, you know, that makes me happy. Did you see that Coach Pat Casey retired? <laughs> I did on Facebook. It's very that's sad. where everything is well, that I hear I mean, about sports. <laughs> how are you going to learn about anything if you don't hear it on Facebook? Well, basically, basically, sports, basically, especially because I just don't pay attention to it. So basically, I try to get my other news, other sources, but sports, I don't, I don't find anywhere else, so... Basically, I don't go looking basically for Facebook is where all of the real news is. Oh, right. Yeah. All you the know. all the real real good entertainment news. Correct. <laughs> okay, so you don't want you don't want you don't want to talk about uh you don't want to talk about the Seahawks uh going into Denver and stinking the joint out, no? You don't care about that? D- didn't even know they were playing. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it was. Did it was, they lose? It was week one of the NFL season last night, yesterday, sister. Oh, yeah, they lost. Well, well, you know, I mean, I don't know. Sad, <laughs> sad days. It's not like you have anything other. It's not like you have anything like important going on in your life right now. 
No, no, uh-uh, nothing. I so, laid in bed most of the day yesterday. I mean, how how could you not just be totally focused on what's going on in NFL football? It's true. If if I feel it's, I, I feel it's, I feel like I feel like it's just you being lazy, really. Really, that's all it is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I feel wonderful normally, and so I just yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's all lazy. You know, it's been nice, actually. It's been nice to be lazy and it to be okay. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like normally there's that guilt of like, damn, I really need to get up out of bed and do something. But this weekend has been all about, I don't have to do anything if I don't want to. <laughs> okay. So we'll move on from football. But there is, right. there, is a big, there is a big thing that you should know about that's happening. And that is... Okay. Minnesota Wild training camp opens on Friday. That's very important. Is that is that Rancliffe kid going to be there? No. Oh, he's, he's not. He's not no, there he's yet. he just graduated high school. Oh. Yeah, he's. Yeah, but can't can't they can't they bring him in after high school? Yeah, but he's going to college. He's going to go play college oh. hockey. He hasn't turned pro. All yet. right. That was a de- that was he a will. development camp scrimmage that like he, they brought. That was a thing where they. For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, um, there is a, <laughs> a kid um, named Carter Rancleve. And for those of you that don't know, um, we are Rancleves on our mom's side, and Rancleve is not Woo. a name that you see pop up very often. So when you see it, you, you just mm-hmm. assume that we're related somehow. And our family definitely like and he's went from through and he's from the, the area the north, the mid, yeah, and he's from the area where like all of the Rancleves are that are still out there came through, yep, uh-huh, and he's so going sense, and but. he's going to University of North Dakota, which is Woo! which is a big like in hockey for college hockey, that's a big program, so kids got some skills, but no, he was. A lo- so they have their development pr- uh, camp in the summertime where they bring in young hockey players, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. he was a he was an invite because um, he was a local kid. So they brought him in and and um, did that. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, hockey oh, training cool. camp starts this week because uh, regular season hockey uh, starts in October, and that's uh, that's when I get Ooh. really excited. Because I don't know if you I don't know if any of you listening to this or sister if you're aware, but. <laughs> a little obsessed. I'm a little obsessed with hockey. I know you like hockey, and that's that is great. I do. I do I, like the puck. I. Do, <laughs> I bet you do. I give a puck. <laughs> that was At least terrible, somebody does. That was a terrible pun. It was, but I mean, it worked out. So you mentioned. That so let's I, we'll get into the real reason that uh, that you've taken some time to to join the podcast today. Uh, you yeah. mentioned you had some things going on, and uh, some things that for is sure. uh, that is as of actually as people are listening to this podcast as it goes up on Tuesday morning, you will actually mm-hmm. either be at the hospital or actually in surgery when this podcast goes up. So um, yeah, what, what the hell's going on? So I had kind of a rough summer. Um, I have actually had a rough couple of years, really, medically. Um, but our, you know, medical system is so wonderful. Um, it's been a little bit difficult. So I didn't go in and and take care of some things that I probably should have. Um, 
but I finally decided I was going to do that at the beginning of summer. And so I went into the doctor and, um, I have, uh, I always have had what's called PCOS. That's polycystic ovarian syndrome. And it's basically just, um, um, you know, it's, it has to do with your hormones. I have more male hormone. Uh, basically my ovaries are a jerk is pretty much what it is. And, um, so, uh, it, it actually affects a lot of women, like 200,000 cases per year or something like that, that, uh, that PCOS, um, affects and it's, it sucks. There's a lot of side effects to it. Like, um, uh, gaining weight, having a hard time losing weight, um, hair growth in places that ladies don't like to have hair growth. Uh, let's get real. I have to shave my face. <laughs> so I probably have to shave my face more than you do. Hey, that's not true. I have, I have stubble right I mean, now. So do I. I'm I'll... not allowed to shave before surgery. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when this podcast like, when this po- when this podcast is over, I'm gonna send you a snap of yeah. of my face. I haven't shaved in four days. Okay. Okay. And then you tell me you tell me how much it looks like yours. Okay, I will, and so I will compare. I will take a picture. And I will I shaved yesterday, so I'll wait four days because you know the next couple of days I'm not gonna be doing anything. Right. So. I will. I will send you. <laughs> Wait, you, le- you legit like you like you legit like get a Harry's razor and like shaving cream and shave your face. Yep. I didn't. And know, you know I what? Know this. I, right. So well. So I. I have done. I mean, it was like a little off topic, but it, it really. I mean, it's real talk when you're talking about ladies that have PCOS. It's a real thing. Like there right. are women out there that actually grow out their beards because they're all like super women powerful. And that's awesome. I'm not there yet. I can't do that. So, <laughs> but, but yeah, I've gone through all of the, um, the creams that, that like burn the hair off. I've gotten like major burns on my face right. from it. Um, I've gone through the waxing, I've gone through the plucking, I've gone through, um, epilators, like I've done it all and it all sucks. And the easiest, I mean, I, I remember standing in the shower the very first time I shaved my face and I was like, is this, this is really what I'm going to do right now? Like I'm going to actually do this. And I just decided I was going to do it and I did it. And honestly, it's better than all the other things. Because yeah. every time I wax, it just hurt my face. I felt like my skin was getting ripped off. Like, I have super sensitive skin anyway, so that was a, an issue. So, yeah, so, like, that's a real thing. That's something that a lot of women with PCOS struggle with, um, <clears throat> along with, like, um, yeah, women with PCOS tend to get diabetes a lot easier mm-hmm. because we're overweight and that um, affects your pancreas and how your pancreas deals with sugars. And, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it sucks. It's, it's a shitty thing, (laughs) you know? And, and, um, so I went in and I was having some issues and we'll, we'll skip over a lot of the details because it's a lot of TMI, but, um, she basically put me on another birth control, which is what they've done my whole life. Um, and I, 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 I don't like taking them. I don't like the way I feel. Um, but I did it and she put me on this high dose of, and a a high tapering dose of birth control, which basically was, um, three pills for three days, two for two days, one for the rest of the time. And then 
most women, if there are women listening, (laughs) there's a placebo week where that's when you're supposed to have a regular cycle. Well, that didn't happen for me. So what happened was I went on the birth control and about the fourth day I started having bleeding and I bled for two weeks straight and I almost had to have a blood transfusion. Um, so like basically, I didn't realize basically, it was, basically the, the, it caused you to like hemorrhage. Yeah, pretty much. But, but because I don't really have any knowledge about this kind of stuff, because I grew up my, I mean, my entire life, the only time I ever had a cycle was when I was on birth control right. and it was a pretty simple a couple days and I was done, but this was totally different. And I had contacted my doctor and said, Hey, you know, I don't really know if this is normal. And she's like, well, it's kind of what we hoped was going to happen, but you know, if it continues and there's more and blah, 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 then call us again. So I just kind of thought, okay, I'll just go with it. Um, I don't think they realized to the extent to which I was hemorrhaging. Um, but I was extremely sick for two weeks and I, I, I run a daycare you know, out of my house. So, um, that was really difficult. It was the first two weeks of my summer, like my summer of awesomeness that was going to be just awesome. And that didn't work really work out. So, um, the, the, the second week, the end of the second week, I had contacted my doctor on a Wednesday and I was like, listen, this, this, this can't be right. Um, this isn't stopping. I, have zero energy. I can't do anything. Like all I want to do is sleep and that's not really conducive for running a daycare. Um, and not to mention, like I just felt awful and I couldn't do anything because it didn't stop. Like it was constant the whole time. So, um, she finally got back to me on Friday. So I had called on Wednesday. She finally got back to me on Friday and was like, well, you should come in and have a CBC done. That's where they, you know, check your blood levels. And I was like, well, I I can't really do that. I'm in the middle of my work day. (laughs) I can't call 10 parents and be like, Hey, can you come get your kids? So I went in on Saturday morning and I remember sitting here, I, I went and I took a shower and I sat on my bed and I sat there for 45 minutes just because I had no energy. I couldn't do any, like I couldn't get myself to go do anything. So I finally like got up the energy and I got over to the hospital and, um, my doctor had said that she was going to talk to the on-call doc for that week, that weekend. And she was going to be aware of the situation. Of course she didn't. So I went in, they didn't really know what was going on. They finally took my blood. I contacted the on-call doctor, had to explain my entire situation. Um, and she called me back and said, yeah, your, your blood levels are extremely low. Um, you need to come back in and, and we need to do something about this. So basically what they did was they gave me a shot of something called Depo-Provera. And that's a, a common... Um, birth control for women. It's a 12 week shot that you get. Uh, it doesn't work for three days. So I had to also take a ton of oral hormones. So I had to take a bunch of pills for three days, like, like three pills every eight hours for three days. It was an insane amount of hormones. Like I'm still, 
I, I have felt like this entire summer has been like nothing but a roller coaster of emotions because that's basically what happened was they just pumped me so full of hormones. Um, and this is mom this was is awesome. Like, this oh, is like the best they can come up with to fix this is just give you all these hormones. Like this is their solution. So so no nope. The solution is my surgery tomorrow. Okay, that's so we- the solution. Right. Um, because because. Uh, Basically, my doctor didn't realize that was going to happen because at the time when she prescribed my, uh, you know, what we were going to do, she didn't realize that I already had the cancer in my uterus. So giving me all those hormones just basically made my body go, oh, okay, here, this is what we're going to do. And so they, when you get pumped full of even more hormones, it stops all of that. And so that stopped and it was great. Oh, I was so happy for a couple of weeks, but, um, about a week, let's see that happened on the weekend that she gave me the shot and I got the pills. And on Monday, my doctor called and said, Oh my gosh, what happened this weekend? This is awful. You should come in and have a biopsy. So I went in and I had the biopsy and it was 4th of July week, right? So this is Monday. It was the, what the, second of july right so i didn't find out my results until the following week and i got a phone call in the middle of the day so what what are what are the thoughts that are running through your head when you're sitting around waiting to find out like because it's a holiday obviously so like everything takes way longer and as you've gone through this process it seems like it's taken a long time to get any sort of answers at all so what yeah like are you just freaking out or like you know, I I wasn't really freaking out. I was actually surprisingly very calm about it. Um, I honestly didn't expect the cancer diagnosis. Um, I've had biopsies before and they've come back clean. So I, I, I wasn't really too worried about it. What I was worried about was that I was going to bleed again. My, my thought was biopsy was going to come back fine or, you know, not cancer, but you know, um, and the plan was then to implant an IUD, which would have stopped the bleeding and stopped the issues that I was having. Cause that's what a lot of women with PCOS, that's what they do nowadays. So, and an IUD is a, a localized progesterone that is, it stays in your uterus. And so it keeps your uterus from basically from, um, creating that lining that has to shed every month which is why women have a cycle. So it just keeps that from building up, which where my issue comes from is that mine built up so much and never my, my hormones aren't balanced and therefore they don't tell my uterus it's time to shed the lining. So it just builds up and creates this awful thing. (laughs) So, so yeah, going through my mind, I, I thought, I honestly thought it was going to be fine. I I didn't expect um, to get the cancer diagnosis, which was really crazy. And so then they come back and, <clears throat> and you finally get your results and it is cancer. And so mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. what's the game plan at that point? So, so she called me and she told me, you know, this is what they found. And basically what they found was precancerous for sure and some cells bordering on what they call, I don't know, it's not really a staging at this point, but it's basically like they're saying there's definitely cancer growing in there. 
Um, we just don't know how bad it is. And in all of the reading that I did, the typical situation is when they find precancerous cells, they, they immediately go to hysterectomy because once there's precancer, the only thing it's going to do is grow into cancer. Um, and during surgery, when they take the uterus out, that's when they will biopsy while you're in surgery. They'll do a biopsy of it and they'll find out how much cancer is actually in there. If they find the actual cancer cells, like more cancer cells than what they found in the original biopsy, they will also take the fallopian tubes and the ovaries. <clears throat> they'll biopsy uh, and they'll take, um, they'll usually take a couple of lymph nodes to make sure that the cancer hasn't spread outside of the uterus. So that's, I think that's the scariest part in all of this is that because I waited so long to go into the doctor, I worry about how much cancer is actually in there because right. we won't know until we get in there. Yeah. So, so, and they, and, and what, so they sent me to an oncologist. That's basically what they they said. They said, here's your situation and this is the person you need to go see. And that's a scary thing. I mean, the, the term oncologist, you automatically, you go to cancer, you go, you know, your mind kind of takes you on a trip, you know, of a, and mind you, I'm pumped completely full of hormones at this time. Right. So right? like you're so emotional, like, you're emotionally um, a wreck anyway. And now you're trying to deal with all right. this and try to be rational about things, but They've got you so right, exactly. they've got you so chemically out of whack that it doesn't really matter. Yep, pretty much. So, so and um, and as know, and, and as Joneses and Rancleves were not really emotionally balanced to begin with. So when they get in there and right. start fucking around with our chemicals, that's just really a big fuck you. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like I did pretty good. I feel like I. I kept my wits about me, you know, because it's like, well, like, there's no reason to freak out, right? Because freaking out doesn't do anything. And right. actually, in my situation, which I didn't realize until about a week ago when I talked to one of the oncologist nurses, was that um, <clears throat> actually stressing out about things makes the bleeding worse. Because when you stress your... Um, your uterus, your, your endometrium actually releases stress hormones yep. and causes you to bleed more. So Plus I didn't on top of that, that. it's probably bad. <laughs> but, it's bad, bad for your blood pressure, which also has effects on your blood circulation mm -hmm. and all those sorts of things. So yeah, I mean, being able to stay calm yeah. through all of that is, is huge. Yeah. Which I mean, is kind of, you know, easier said than done, right. <laughs> you know, because, you know, you're like, you have cancer, but keep calm about it. <laughs> you know, So, um, but I mean, you know, I went at mom and I went to the oncologist and, um, she's great. I read about her. She is extremely educated. She went to really good schools. She, um, has been doing this for a long time. Um, she's got, you know, fancy awards for things and, I'm just, I feel very confident in her skill level. And so I definitely, I'm not too worried about that. The The main thing, like I said, the main thing I worry about is them getting in there and finding more cancer than, than what they originally found. Yeah. So, um, but even that, even if they do, even if they find cancer outside of it, it's, it's, it's such, 
I would say an easy cancer to deal with because even if they find some outside the uterus, we're talking like maybe one or two 10 minute radiation treatments. Right. So it's not something that, um, I mean, it's just, it's, it's an easy fix and mostly, I mean, emotionally, I think it's going to be a lot harder on me because we all know that I've been obsessed with having my own children since I was a kid myself. Right. Um, I've been, I've been just interested in the whole process, the whole thing. Um, the fact that women are able to grow other humans inside their body. I like that. That fascinates me. And that's something that I've always wanted to do. And, and I'm very aware that there are other ways to become a mom. I know that I'm, I've, I've been under the impression that I probably wasn't going to be able to have my own children since I was 18. So it's not like, it's not like it's new information really, but it's that it's, the end but it's of the, the actual like lining. the actual closing the book will literally be closed on that chapter literally there's there's, there's no possibility <laughs> like as right. as people are listening to this that that part of your life is officially closed there's no recourse to to change that and that's that's definitely yep. got to be got to be tough so for people that may not know uh our dad mm-hmm. had cancer mm-hmm. um Probably at a pretty close age to, I'm trying to remember the the times, like, exactly, but probably right around a similar age that you are right now. Yeah. Like, between Mm -hmm. our ages, like, you know, in his late 30s. And And his was on his reproductive organs. (laughs) Right. Do you you take a little bit of, is there a little bit of peace or a little bit of solace in knowing that he went through something kind of similar, had an early cancer diagnosis, got the treatment, and I mean, basically has lived a, a normal life since then. And I mean, we're going on what twenty mm-hmm. twenty plus years now. So, do you yeah. you have that example to point to? While it's not the same thing, it's you know in mm-hmm. the realm of 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 the same sort of thing. Yeah, honestly, it's it's um, it's not really something I necessarily thought about. Um, I mean, I, I definitely remember him going through all of that and how it was really scary, but, but now that you, now that you say it, yeah, I mean, it definitely, you know, makes you think about, you know, yeah, I mean, there's, I'm not too worried about this being it, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I like you're not you're not sitting around my you're mindset. Not, you're not sitting around making a bucket list of things that you need to do because you think like <laughs> everything's over or anything like that. Uh, not really. No, I mean, there's definitely those thoughts. You know, there's definitely that. Um, you know, when I was younger, I always looked to my future, thinking, "Oh, you know, am I going to make it past my 30s? You know, like what is life going to be like after 35?" Sort of mentality. You know what right. I mean? So it's interesting that um, that I'm 35, going through this, um, having those thoughts. You know, in my early 20s. Um, so there is definitely that thought of like, "Oh my God, anything can happen in surgery." You know what I mean? Like anything is possible, and who knows what'll happen, but I, I, it's, it's such a, a typical, like, I didn't realize they, my, my doctor or the hospital that I'm going to does 20 of these a week. Wow. They do 20 hysterectomies a week. So it's like, 
there's a lot. And I've talked to a lot of girls my age, actually, that have had this already. And it's like, man, what's in the water? <laughs> you know, like yeah. what, what is it that's causing us young women to have to do this? You know, whether it's cancer or it's, you know, um, just other issues that, that may not be cancer related. Um, it's a lot. That's a lot. And so, so and, as far and as you, like, it's not like you live in a huge area either. So, I mean, cause we're, are we, t- are no. you talking about, and this is, is this in Portland? This is Eugene. This Eugene? is Eugene. So you, extrap- yeah. you extrapolate well, that out. Like how many are happening per week across the U S I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. That, right? that, has, that's to, a that lot. has to point to there being some other thing, something going on. Sure. Like is it is it the constant is it is it the constant taking is it is it the starting of taking birth control at young ages and mm-hmm. like I don't know maybe I question uh, that messing, kind of stuff all the time messing with the internal chemistry of of a body has mm-hmm. to take a toll there has to be some sort of like yeah ca- you know cause and effect well and you know the FDA is so great about uh, approving drugs. Right that then are, you know, two years later, all you see is lawsuits on TV talking about, you know, the latest pill that was the hottest thing two years ago and is now, you know, causing all kinds of issues. Well, and you got to love, and and, um, and you know, the 90 second, you know, the 90 second uh, pill commercials where it's 30 seconds telling you about how great it is and a minute of telling you all the bad shit that comes with it. Exactly. And so like, and that's the thing, it's, it's, you know, what's better dealing with the issue you already have or having all these other side effects from this pill that then you have to take more pills to combat the side effects. And so that's been my struggle through this whole thing. My entire life is they've always wanted to give me the next pill. Like, Oh, this is what it is now. I mean, I can't tell you how many different times I've gone in to start some sort of regimen and they're always pushing the newest thing right you know and it's like i hated it i hated taking birth control i hated the way it made me feel i felt crazy but then they also push the pre-diabetic like pills and i'm like i understand that that that's that's a thing i understand but i'm not going to start doing that unless it becomes an issue like i'm not just going to take a pill because you're telling me to take it i mean i was taking I can't remember. It was um, probably three or four years ago. I was taking something and I was having heart palpitations. Yeah. And I went in and I told them that I said, I stopped taking this medication because it was giving me heart palpitations. And they're like, Oh, that's just your PCOS. I'm like, that's funny because I don't have them when I'm not taking the pills and I still have PCOS. So, you know, so it's, I mean, I'm, I look now at different, um, medications and stuff that there's lawsuits out there now and it's the same medications that people have wanted me to take yeah so it's like i don't know i don't know if it's from birth control i don't know you know who knows what it is but it's almost like it for, it's almost like, like a for, lot it's almost like for-profit pharmaceuticals is a bad idea oh you think hmm. <laughs> i don't know huh like maybe, the EpiPens maybe, maybe that cost the, how many thousands of dollars? Maybe the war on drugs that we have against, you know, marijuana and cocaine or is the wrong war on drugs. Right. Maybe. Seriously. Know. I'm so happy that it's legal here in 
in Oregon, good old Oregon. I was able to go down to my local shop and get some CBD gummies that will help in my pain of my recovery so that I don't have to take as much of the narcotics. Yeah, and then you can that. then you can be like a regular white person where you save your narcotics for when you're feeling fine and you want to have fun. <laughs> yes, no, I don't do that. Me neither, because that would be my, wrong. Fun, 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 fun doesn't seem like taking a bunch of pills. No, fun. <laughs> I've, I've always, fun comes out of I've a bottle. Been, right, <laughs> yee. <laughs> I haven't been able to drink it. Oh, you know what I did get to do? So, okay, what? through all of this, the last couple of months, um, I have been absolutely gifted some of the most amazing support. And I'm not just talking monetarily. I'm talking just feeling lifted up by people, you know, reaching out and saying, hey, I'm thinking about you. Yeah. Hey, you know, uh, you know, I'm hoping that y- y- you're going to get through this and it's going to be good and everything's going to be fine and blah, blah, blah. Um, and reaching out to people maybe I haven't spoken to in a long time. And um, just before I was diagnosed, I found out that Blind Melon was going to be in Portland. What? And I don't know if you remember, but I was a huge Blind Melon fan. (laughs) The only reason I remember that No Rain song is because of you. I mean, I probably would be like, oh, yeah, that's that one song. But now I hear Blind Melon. I was like, hey, there's that fucking song that Heather wouldn't stop listening to over and over again. (laughs) All the time. The whole album, really. Like, I listen to it all the time. So um, I called up my buddy Calvin who, of course, I had spent all my time with during that time of my life. And uh, I told him, I was like, dude, Blind Mountain's going to be in Portland. The, we have to go. Like, you and me, me and you, we have to go to this. And he was like, dude, yeah, totally, blah, blah, blah. So I totally planned on doing that and then uh, got all this stuff happening. And he texted me one day and was like, dude, I got tickets. I changed around my, my, are you, you're, you're going to get tickets, right? You're going to go. And I was like, dude, I, uh, you know, it was like, I probably shouldn't. Um, and then uh, I was drinking one night by myself here at home and I was like, screw it. I'm doing it. So I texted my friend Jessica and I was like, dude, and they, 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 I didn't expect her to want to do it. And I said, dude, I want to do this. Will you go with me? And she was like, totally. Jason, her husband, loves Blind Melon. I was like, how did I not know this? So we actually, all three of us went together. And I got to spend an incredible evening with Calvin, who is definitely a soulmate in my life. You know, when you're talking about having friends that are soulmates, like he and I just, we just click (laughs) you know like we've been friends forever we may not see each other very often but it was beautiful it was really great and the music was rocking and it was at the crystal ballroom in portland and uh which is a great place to see a show it really is it's a small-ish venue and um there were a lot of people there but it wasn't it wasn't too much uh i grabbed calvin and his sister and we ran up to the basically the front of the stage and 
screamed and yelled and sang all the songs at the top of our lungs and looked at each other and went, is this really happening? This is really <laughs> happening. <laughs> you know? So it was, uh, I mean, it was great. Like I, I would have done it anyway, but um, there was just that like, that push of like, you know what, damn it. Life is about experiences. Life is about being with the people that you love and doing the things that you love. And, you know, what better time to kind of reflect on that than when you're <laughs> looking down the the eyes of the old cancer bug, you know? Exactly. Well, I don't so. really think that there's a better place for us to, to put a pin uh, in the conversation than that. So... I will say because I know yeah. you uh, you got some stuff you got to do the rest of the day as you get ready uh, for your surgery tomorrow. So we'll yep. we'll, we'll, wrap, hysterectomy. we'll wrap it up here and we'll check in with you All right. a, a later uh, a couple of weeks, see what's going on. But before we go, sure. you've been yeah. selling um, your art, your postcards to help you raise yeah. money while you're going to be off work because you're going to be off work for like six weeks. As you mentioned Six earlier, weeks. for for those of you that maybe weren't paying close enough attention, Heather uh, is self-employed. <laughs> she runs a daycare out of her own house, and while she yep. is recovering, she will not be making an income. So instead of saying like, hey, can people just give me money? She's actually trying to mm-hmm. support herself um, with selling uh, postcards of her original artwork that you can buy. Now, what's... Uh, what are the postcards? Are they they just are they thank you cards? Or are they just cards you send to people? What what's nope. the deal with these? Yep, they're just blank postcards. They're basically they're they're postcard size. On the front is my original artwork, and it has my email address on it. And on the back is just blank, so you can frame them and make them small little pieces of art. Which honestly, they're gorgeous. Uh, I kind of freaked out when I got them because I love them so much. Um, or you can write on the back of them and send them as a postcard. Uh, they do come with envelopes, so you can you can write on them and put them in the envelope and send them. Um, they there are there are two different packs uh, sets of three, and each set of three is ten dollars. And like I said, that's the postcard. It comes with the envelope, and um, you can email me. You can get me on Facebook. Um, but yeah. And what's I what's can, the email address? Oregon Girl by Nature at gmail dot com. All right. So if you guys want to pick up some postcards and help support my sister while she is recovering from this cancer surgery, you can hit her up on her email address, Oregon Oregon Girl by yep. Nature at gmail dot com. Or if you <laughs> want, you can reach out to me and I'll put you in touch with her and uh and we'll we'll get through we'll get through this so we'll get through this i'm gonna not be all sappy and emotional and blah 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 blah. but <laughs> take care of yourself yep. i love you i uh, will talk to you soon and uh thank you for coming I on love the show you thanks for having me all righty <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll catch you on the flip side <laughs> catch you on the flip side kid <laughs> Too much. Too much. Ah, it's too big. It was too much.